0: Hello, tune in listeners. You are listening to Tune In Radio for Your Mind, Body, and Soul. And I am your host, Keela Parkinson. And of course, we are talking as we do every week about mindfulness. <laughs> and all the things that mindfulness encompasses or doesn't encompass, and sort of how we can bridge those things and, and work this thing called mindfulness into our everyday lives. So today, I'm very excited to bring another interview guest onto the show who is a health and wellness coach and really helps women become very empowered, especially women, but I think I think she works with, with people of, of all the genders, but um, really especially helps women to become empowered to live. A life of lifestyle of sort of mindful, healthy awareness and 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 being. So please help me welcome to the show, Denise Stiegel. Hello, hello.
1: Hi, Keila. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Thank you, thank you. This is so I got to um we I've gotten to know Denise in a couple of ways. First of all, we both got to contribute chapters to the successful body book, and um, we featured several uh, other co-authors from that book on the show. And I'm so glad to finally have Denise on too and to connect because it's been fun. We've been trying to figure that out. And um, so she's here to tell us so many things today. And um, also, Denise has her own podcast, which is in video format on YouTube. And people can find that. Can you tell them the YouTube channel so they can see your lovely face and hear even more about what you have to offer?
1: Absolutely. So it is, uh, you can find us uh, on YouTube at Living Healthy List and the playlist is called the wonder series mm. because our goal is to help you to wonder what life would be like if you thought differently, if you acted differently, and how ultimately those things truly could give you the healthy happy lifestyle that you are looking for.
0: Denise, I love that because when you when we engage life with a sense of wonder and play, wow, it takes like all the chore out of it, right? And we open it ourselves really does. up. Yeah. Yeah, we open ourselves up to being able to receive information and try things differently without this fear of failure. What else were you going to say about that?
1: Well, I think the interesting thing, you know, wonder and curiosity. You know, when we're kids, we have such an incredible sense of wonder and sense of curiosity. We're always asking, why, why? what's that? How do we do this? We ask a lot of questions when we're kids because we really want to know. And then I think as we get older, that sense of wonder tends to wane. And our Mm. curiosity is, I guess it wanes too, but we get so involved in the things that we have to do that we kind of forget about the things that we get to do. That's
0: true. You know, that's so, so true. And so, you know your, your chapter in the book, I'm going to, I'm going to get even way more into that in a second, but I just want to say that, you know, it's called eat real food with this great exclamation (laughs) point. Right. And it's like, duh. Right. But like, it's such a challenge, you know, and there's this concept, you know, that, um, I think a lot of us think, especially women, especially maybe of a certain age or perhaps forever, you know, we have this idea like, I can't eat that. I can't do this. I can't, you know, I have to, I can't. It's just back and forth, back and forth, right? When it comes to our bodies and our food and the, and the way we treat our bodies and the way we feed our bodies. And with you, you know, with this concept of like wonder and play I get to, you're like, well, I get to have a little treat because I worked out or I get to, right? Like, oh, what a great, so co- it's balance. It. It's, I love the balance that you bring to this.
1: Absolutely, Because, you know, as soon as we say we can't eat something, mm. we want it. And <laughs> right. we don't just want a bite of it. We want, you know, we don't just want a piece of cake. We eat the whole cake. In the closet
0: in the dark. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. And right. Th- and truly, the only time I, I, you know, the only time you really can't eat something is if you have, obviously, if you have an allergy or mm. a sensitivity to it and yes. it makes you feel yucky. Um, other than that, why can't you have a little yeah. bit of everything that's there? Yes, the focus is on real food, but if you're eating real food most of the time, and of course by that fruits, veggies, lean meats, and you know, fish, and, and the whole grains, all those good things yeah. that we know that we're supposed to be eating anyway, why not You know, have a little fun at the after you know after dinner and have a bite of ice cream yeah not the kind of ice cream and that's where the mindfulness piece comes in that really is
0: well you know and even though i want to go i want to ask you two things so i want to go back to that point about like you know if you have an allergy you can't blah 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 well Actually, you can. You just really suffer consequences from it, right? That's, so it's. I think true. that still becomes kind of a little bit of a, a mind, like a psych- psychological kind of trick, where it's like you know, um, I'm I'm choosing to take care of my body, and we can do that even if there isn't some you know, allergy or an allergic reaction, right? Because I'm choosing to take care of my body. You know, feeling overweight, feeling sluggish, feeling like inactive or low energy. These are things that right. I don't want. Having digestive issues based around like all these. Overindulgences. I'm doing when every time I tell myself I can't. Right? Uh, I love that, and it's so smart of you to do this. And you bring so much um, personal experience into this. I I wonder how much would you like to share with listeners about your personal journey and how and why you kind of got started in all this great stuff that you do, and how long you've been doing it, and give us the background, Denise. Oh gosh.
1: So <laughs> technically, right now my title, official title, is um, CEO and curator at livinghealthylist.com, uh, which is the health and wellness platform I started two years ago. And truly everything I've done since probably the time I that I was 11 years old when I first started cooking Everything I've done has really brought me to this place. Um, Initially, when I started cooking, like I said, I was 11 years old, and the quick story was my mom and my sister got stuck in traffic. Dinner was going to be late, and there was stew meat in the refrigerator. Mm. I thought, okay, well, I've had stew before. I know what it's supposed, what's in it. I know there's a uh, a cookbook in the bread drawer, so I pulled it out and I made dinner. Yeah. And my mom walked in the door and she's like. Oh my God, what's that smell? Oh yeah. And I made dinner. Yeah. And just the look on her face, the, the joy and the excitement, like, mm. and the, and, and really the relief, because she didn't have to now make dinner after getting yes. stuck in traffic on the Long Island Expressway, <laughs> um, which could have been, it could have been two hours. It could have been four hours. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but th- what that triggered in me truly was how food, makes people happy and brings people around the table. So that's something that I learned at a very young age. Um, and then everything I've done the, you know since then, my degree is hotel restaurant business management. I've worked in catering. Um, but by the time I planned my own wedding, I had planned 50 others. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Mine was a piece of cake. <laughs>
0: Here we go, piece of cake. Oh, that's great, a piece of cake, piece of cake. There's that, it's, okay. it's in the background of everything, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, mm-hmm. why not? <laughs> so, so everything really has worked worked its way. Um, I became a health and wellness coach um, kind of by accident, really. Um, my background, of course, is food and nutrition. And when I moved to uh, Minnesota almost 19 years ago, okay. I kind of thought, eh, I'll find something, you know, I, I know I'll find, figure out what I'm going to do. And I did some different things here and there really away from the, the, the food and nutrition piece. But at one point I felt I really wanted to get back into it and didn't know how at the time, um, my best friend from college had won a trip with the company she was with. Uh, and she was with one of these, um, MLM companies. Mm -hmm. So I went with her and we had a blast and I, Totally drank the Kool-Aid, and <laughs> I signed up, and I became a health coach. Okay. And I'm like, great, now I'm a health coach. Yeah. Now what? Now what? <laughs> now what? So Classic. I went back to my background and started looking, you know, looking up all of the recipes that I always shared with people and really kind of brushed up my nutrition um, information because, of course, college was a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> got really back on track with, you know, what was current, you know, what was trending, what were people really looking for? Um, But then I realized that as I was searching for this stuff online, there was a lot of garbage online. Yeah. Like a lot of buy my stuff, buy my product. Sorry, you can't talk to me, but here, if you pay $15.99 every month, you'll get this. Right. And thought to myself, and and this all kind of happened at a time where I actually was looking for some, additionally, I was looking for some health and wellness information for a personal um, health challenge that I was having at the time. And man, it was impossible. Keela, the information that I was finding literally with my symptoms, which were night sweats and hot flashes. Okay. um, Hello, I'm a woman. Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. But literally everything from, oh, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it, too. Oh, God, you could be done. You've got to Right. Be You've got to be Every
0: end it. of the spectrum. Yeah.
1: And I thought, okay, <laughs> we're, we need some honest, some reliable, some yeah. unbiased information here. And I had said to my husband, Mark, I said, you know, it would be really great if there was a website where you can get this information and find somebody that you can really trust because they've been vetted and, and yeah. all of this great stuff. And he said to me, "So do it.
0: Yeah, Create it. yeah,
1: good." And so that's when Living Healthy List uh, basically was born. And how many years
0: the- has it been now? Two years. Two years. Excellent. And it's so good. And I, it's coming at such a good time, right? Because you know, I think that we're we're sort of getting. Back to this idea of trusting the internet, right? Like we have all been through this roller coaster very recently and it's like, okay, I actually am allowed to use my own gut to not have to try to convince others. I have permission, right? To trust my own gut and to go to the places where I know, like you said, people have been vetted. Thank you for creating this space. And so people can go to that website and they can give us that that website address as well.
1: Um, The the website address is www.livinghealthylist.com. like your shopping list mm-hmm. .com that's so easy to know and there's going
0: to be a magazine coming out as well people can subscribe to that and we're going to have the link to that as well um, we're going to have that in our show notes at the podcast version of this uh, this show and also on the Facebook page for fans who listen to the show either at the podcast or on our radio station and so if you'd like to access that you can go to facebook.com <clears throat> slash tune in mindful radio and um, you can interact with Denise there as well and you know you can leave her ask her questions in that way and and um, of course, just you know, you can you can get that link and sign up to the magazine and be a subscriber and get that information. And is there a subscription fee for the magazine?
1: No, it's actually it's an wow. online magazine. It's something that we do uh, every month now. Uh, this one, this summer, we did uh, a summer episode or summer edition, uh, but then moving forward, they're they're uh, monthly and they're full of great information from our. Experts, our health and wellness experts. We've got videos. There's all sorts of information in there. And there's always something fun too.
0: That's very cool. What a great idea. Um, You know, you said something when you were telling your origin story about food makes people happy. Oh my gosh, right? It's so, it's the bottom of the pyramid of needs, right? We have to have food, shelter, and... um, What's the third one? There's some, something else I can't remember Water right now. And clothing. That's safety, the yeah. Food, yeah. That. Food, shelter, yeah. Water, <laughs> uh, safety. I think that um, I think that safety actually is just above that. We just have to have the basics, right, to start with. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, it's it's absolutely bottom of the pyramid stuff. And also, it goes all the way up because we need it all the time. We have to have enough fuel, right, to have the energy to to actualize and get to the top of the pyramid, right? If we don't have those things, so um, just just for a second, I want to sort of deviate into uh, these food deserts that we have in the U.S. and sure. and globally, right? Um, your chapter in the Successful Body on Eat Real Food tells some really great, great tips. You know, for and for how this is ubiquitous, right? It's just become it's convenience. This is food. We've really been conditioned at this point in time. So many of us have been conditioned since childhood that this is just you know this is food, and it's when I'm saying this in quotes, it, I'm talking. About right the, the Twinkies that you mentioned in the chapter right the uh, the potato chips you know the, the all the processed prepackaged stuff that we know can sit in the ca- in the cabinet it can be there it's a quick go to when I'm bored when I have something that's a challenge that I don't want to face when you know like eating our feelings concept and so so food does make us happy we get that dopamine fix it really helps us right um, but real food. Oh my gosh, the difference. Real food makes us happy and satisfied.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Real food nourishes our body. It nourishes our mind and it nourishes our soul. Mm -hmm. All of who we are is nourished by real food. Now the other stuff is fun. It's kind of like supplements. You know, they yeah. just kind of like fill in the gaps. Like, oh, you know, I have a little sweet tooth today. You know, I have a little, t- and, you know, I want something a little sweet, yeah. and just to have that little piece. Yeah. But when you're eating real food, those cravings go away because, like you said, you're satisfied. Yeah. You're completely satiated, and your body is saying, Mm, thank you. We're yeah. good. We can go do whatever we need to do for the next few hours." And We can do it with energy, with gusto, with, you know, oomph. Yes, right. Yes. Because how many times have you kind of, you've gotten to a point where you're like, oh, I'm kind of hungry and you just grab something, you know, the Twinkie or the potato chip or the donut and you say, okay, so for the first 15 minutes, you're fine. And then all of a sudden you're kind of going, either the donut's are too heavy in your belly or, (laughs) you know, the sugar high kind of, you get that sugar high, but then it goes away. When you eat real food and you have your your blood sugar is consistent as opposed to that donut where you're like, woohoo, big spike. Yeah. When your blood sugar is consistent, you don't have those highs and lows. You're not like, oh gosh, I'm really excited. I can get all this done too. Oh my gosh, I got how much more to do here today? Right. You know, there's a huge difference and food can make all of the difference in your the way you live your daily life, um, whether it's work or dealing with your kids or whatever it might be. When you have that energy, you have enough nutrition, you have the energy and you truly have the mental capability to deal with things so much differently than when you're basically on empty. Yes, right. Empty.
0: And you're and you're not like trying to cycle out of like the guilt feelings that are part of that sugar crash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Overindulging. Yeah. It becomes that vicious yeah. cycle. <laughs> yeah.
1: and, and, and I mentioned donut because donut is one of my favorite, like that's one of my yeah. go to like, Ooh, jelly donut. <laughs> you know, my eyes get big.
0: It's like Homer I Simpson.
1: It's <laughs> great. But I also know, you know, one donut every now and then, and I'm good. Yeah. If I don't eat the, if it's there in front of me and I don't eat it, then There's a little bit of guilt and there's a little bit of I need to have the donut Mm, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to enjoying the donut. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to eat it, enjoy
0: it. Enjoy it. Well, you know, and that also creates all the right, like, cascade of brain chemistry that we need, right, to then cycle in a healthy way and make better decisions. Because if you really truly are enjoying something, enjoying and indulging Either slightly different, aren't they? We can talk about that too. (laughs) Listeners, you are listening to Tune In Radio for Your Mind, Body, and Soul on WVLP 103.1 FM, streaming live around the world at wvlp.org and broadcasting to you from the Vale of paradise, beautiful Valparaiso, Indiana. Today's show is underwritten in part by Kiki Productions, Inc. Communications Coaching, teaching exercises to help you cycle out of fight or flight in the moment. With a mission to create individual harmony to add peace to the world, Kiki Productions, Inc. philosophy is, when you are confident, focused, and authentic with your message, you are a magnet to those you wish to attract. So share the love at CoachKiki.com. And you know we were before this little break we were talking about this concept of food deserts in the U.S. and I, I kind of want to sort of draw some um, some ideas together here because we're talking about how difficult and ubiquitous this is like just being at the store, all the commercials, all the you know beautiful you know. Images of the food and how the plate rotates, and they show it from all the angles, and they, you know, they these Barry White sounding guys, are you know, telling you it was a Cedric the Entertainer talking about Arby's and you know, and you're like you're like, oh, that sounds delicious. Then you get to Arby's and you're like, this is not what I wanted at all. You know, this is actually I don't even like this, and it doesn't yeah, look doesn't it, look like, it doesn't look it look like the commercial. commercial. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so you know, there's that, there's that for everybody, and then we have these pockets of poverty across the U.S. where you know. It's just the gas station and the liquor store is the grocery store, and it's it's heartbreaking, right? And so, you know, we haven't talked about this, Denise, but I just sort of want to hear like a little bit of your take on this and your experience with like how to help people who have that kind of sort of trapped place where there's there's a lack of access to a vehicle to go and you know find a different spot, a lack of access to money, you know, perhaps to just not buy the convenience food to pay, you know, for, you know, that can be very expensive to shop at, at places where you get better choices, which feels sort of ironic. And so I just wonder what thoughts you have on that or what insights or, or hopes maybe you have too.
1: Sure. That's a great, okay. wow. That's a great topic, Keila, <laughs> And, and, and one that's so important, because I think for so many of us, we don't have that situation. We're not in that situation. So we kind of forget that it exists in the U.S. Can, and around yeah. the country, the around the world. Mm-hmm. We kind of know that things like that happen in other parts of the world, but we're really almost blind to it here mm-hmm. in the U.S. And I think there's a couple of things. Um, you know, there's there's always a food pantry, but you're right. Sometimes it's hard to get to uh, a food pantry. And of course, it's when you go to the food pantry, more often than not, it's canned food, yeah. and of course, canned food is much better than uh, the Twinkies or the chips. Right. Because there is, they, you know, there are they are sustainable foods. They are yeah. canned veggies or canned beans. Um, I think some of them, the staples that people can get, um, even at a convenience store, um, rice and beans. And I mean, I know the convenience store here by me, we can buy pretty much everything. Um, eggs. And they're not expensive. You know, I think it's so funny. You know, you can go into a supermarket and eggs are either 99 cents or they're $4. Yeah. Or cents. It's depending on who
0: sourced them, right? And what packaging. Right. Yeah. And, and,
1: you know, and, 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 you know, it gets into the, well, these are cage-free and organic. Right, right. These are just regular eggs. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, do they taste different? Probably not a lot different. Is there some kind of nutritional Benefit to the others, possibly Mm -hmm. hard to tell. But if you're looking, if you're in one of those locations where it is really hard to get good food, and you know if money is an issue, eggs are a great source of protein. Again, they're real food; they fill you up, and they really fill the gaps that you need um, in your in your your diet. You know, it really does um, feed you uh, basically. It's good food. Yeah. Um, so I think sometimes just looking at the basics um, is really important. Nobody really needs a pantry full of Twinkies and chips and, you know, all the things that we fill our pantries with. Right. Uh, you know, even my pantry sometimes, like I kind of look at it and I'm like, all right, who bought the cookies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oops, it was me again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, but really getting back to, you know, what we really need. And even in those locations, you know, one of the things that I think is really important, you know, we, we whenever there seems to be a, a, you know, a disaster or some kind of devastating challenge in a community, people come together and they, they donate and then they mm. forget after it happens, yep. it's, it's gone. Yeah. But in these locations, these are things that are happening on a regular basis. Yeah. So I think it's really important to be aware and if you're somebody who has the wherewithal to, to, to donate, whether it's money or supplies, you know, that's something that you can do on a regular basis. And yeah. you're really helping people. You know, it's always great to, you know, to donate money to some of these big organizations, you know, the American Cancer Society, um, all of those, um, St. Jude, amazing, amazing mm-hmm. um, nonprofit organizations that help a ton, a ton of people. But what about the little guy? I think that's really where we have to kind of step back and look and say, okay, everybody, you know, a lot of people are donating there, but what about this group of people here? How can we help them? Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. awareness is really one of the biggest, um, obstacles,
0: Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I really I love what you're saying. I think that, you know, for moms who are trapped in food st- food deserts but still can get the radio, right? And like you're you're listening, you're you're concerned about resources, you want to provide well for your families, um especially, right? Um, and for yourselves. Um you know, this getting to the food pantry or even, you know, if you're buying the the groceries at the liquor store, right? Like going for the eggs, like finding the milk, like adding protein and healthy choices and, and getting what you can. And I, I know that, you know, a lot of places, especially in the last couple of years have started a lot of community gardens. And so yes. that's always an option too. And like you are saying, for people who are not trapped in food deserts, um, you know, those of us who are lucky enough to not have that experience, then we can contribute by contributing at, you know, donating things to the community garden, donating to the food pantry on a regular basis, finding where those, where the, because all of our communities have this somewhere near them. All of our communities in the U.S. have this somewhere near them. I think it's really important for listeners, if we're going to be really mindful, let's be mindful of of all of our community, right? Right. Yeah. I think
1: you, you never know about your neighbor. You don't know mm-hmm. how your neighbors are struggling. True. And not necessarily your neighbor right next door, but your neighbor in the community. Yeah. You know, I know there's a huge community garden in, in our town, and it's amazing how many people, you know, go down there and they support it, and the the number of people who benefit um, and they don't always look like people you think yeah. would be in need. And I think yeah. that's something a good to, point. to remember too. Mm-hmm. You know, especially right now, a lot of people are
0: struggling. It's true. That's really true, right? And so, um, yeah, I think that's really important that we, you know, we have we may we may draw expectations or have. Uh, stereotypes or biases, or we think like somebody got into the situation and it's all their fault, right? Well, so many people are born into circumstances uh-huh. or have inherited like belief systems about how to achieve things in the world. That there's honestly, I think a lot of people do really struggle to try to get out of those traps. And so let's, let's. I love it. I'm glad we're talking about this. Thank you for sharing those insights. That's, I love your point of, you know, you can find eggs pretty much everywhere. And it's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe just like four eggs at a time, but you know, you can really stretch those four eggs with the, and do a lot of things with them. What, what are some things, let's tell some people, what are some things they can do with eggs besides just fry the egg, right? What else can they do with oh, eggs?
1: My favorite thing is like just to make a frittata. Mm. It sounds really fancy. Yes. It's basically, basically what I do with my frittatas is whatever <clears throat> veggies I have, you know, leftover from, you know, last night's dinner or the day, you know, a couple of days. Yeah. I just kind of fry it up in a pan, a um, little bit of butter or olive oil and crack the eggs into that. Let it sit for a few minutes, put it in the oven. And now you have a full meal.
0: Yes. And it's very filling and it's, it's satisfying, right? And the way you feel after something like that, you know, and something else that we didn't mention that we can is, is foraging. I mean, you really need to be, you know, you need to know, you need to have some books or some apps or some access to somebody who has like that wisdom that's been passed down, right? To understand what you can, but I mean, dandelion greens are easy to spot, right? I have not, Denise, I have not bought a bag of mixed greens for a year and a half because I'm like, oh, look what I'm going to do. Like during my shutdown, I started like. Educating myself about all the plants that grow, we have like acres, and so I I'm like, What what do we have here? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have like six kinds of greens that are so edible and so good. I put a little like oil and just a little bit of um <clears throat> oil and balsamic on them and some salt and pepper, <clears throat> add some carrots and things, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so amazing and beautiful and delicious, right? Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so true. It's funny that you mentioned that because we ha- so we also have a few acres here, and what grows here on in the spring we have ramps, which is mm-hmm. a type of spring onion, but really delicious, really light, lightly flavored um, morel mushrooms. which yeah, apparently are a delicacy. Yes, they are. And I'm I totally, I'm not a fan. So I have uh, we have a friend who she loves them. So she comes, she and her daughter come with their, you know, their mucklucks boots. Yeah, good. And they go for they it. They go shrooming. The forest. I love it. And, and it's true. I think those are the things that we, you know, we did back in the day when yeah. we had to. Yeah. And it's it's no longer a, a, a practice for most people. And no, so right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember when I was in college, I had a friend whose family was, uh, had a farm um, out, uh, Pittsburgh way and they had some land and he would come and he would tell me about some of the things that his grandmother would make. And I would not from New York. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, well, how do you even know how to find that? Yes. He said, well, and in his mind, he's like, well, how do you
0: not know how to do How do you not know, right? <clears throat> because no one had taught you. And I think, you know, this is really, its a lot of our wisdom has not been passed down. As we have turned to the TV as our source of information, right? And then the internet and replacing the TV, right? Um, but people, there is still free talk radio. <laughs> and you can learn all kinds of things, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and there are good guys on the internet like Denise Stiegel. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is really, really awesome. So let's go back to, your eat real food concept, right? And Mm -hmm. let's go to um, some really fun things that you teach in your chapter. Actually, I'm going to take a quick station identification break. So cue it up because uh, right after that, I would love to hear about the Red the stoplight eating that's that's such a fun okay. fun trick okay so listeners <laughs> you wow. are listening to tune in radio for your mind body and soul I am your host Keela Parkinson and we are being joined today by Denise Stiegel who is a health and wellness coach at healthy I'm sorry living healthy list.com and our show at broadcasting here at WVLP 103.1 FM is also available to you on wvlp.org streaming live around the world and our show is also available to your to your listening convenience and podcast form at anchor.fm excuse me slash tune in mindful radio You can become a subscriber and access that on your favorite podcast app any time of day or night. Our show is underwritten in part by Unity of Northwest Indiana, currently developing the premier center for spiritual growth and education in NWI with meditation walks and retreat house events and so much more to come. Learn more and support the growing movement at unitynwi.org. So one more thing to say before we move into this concept of the stoplight eating, which is so fun, and that is just that our show, of course, talks about mindfulness in all the ways. And one thing for you all as listeners to ponder is the concept of what is mindfulness. We found this really fun definition that I like to share in almost every, every episode, and I, it's attributed to Laura Fortgang, and she says, being mindful means being aware of everything and certain of nothing.
1: What do you think about that, Denise? Denise? I think it's so true. You know, yeah. I think we all think we know everything. Right. You know what? We really don't. And that's what the curiosity, going back to curiosity, that's mm. what that's about, being mindful. Like, what does, you know, when you're in, in just the in the moment, whether it's, you know, having that bite of cake or, mm. you know, making that frittata, that you really are paying attention to what the feelings and the smells and all of yes. those things that is such a big piece of mindfulness because those are pieces that you remember. Like you remember the smell of fresh, freshly baked bread, you know, or fresh, freshly freshly baked (laughs) apple pie. You know what those smells are like. And you can remember it. Like, you may not have one, f- an apple pie, for years, but you remember what it smells like. Mm. And that's the, a big part of mindfulness when it comes to food.
0: Yes, yes. So, okay, and now we're going to move into Stop by Eating, but one more thing I want to say about that, um, that what you just talked about, is, you know, so many people have, like, that that. That grandmother or the great aunt or somebody who, like, you know, she her food tastes so good because she puts a little love in it. You know, that's what they say, right? She puts a little yeah. pinch of love in everything. And it's true that when you when you enjoy something, when you're an artist who loves to paint, when you are a gardener who loves to grow your flowers, <clears throat> when you are someone who loves to cook for others and see them, you know, enjoy pleasure... There's this joy that you bring to it that really is, I think that's where kind of the free range thing comes in for people yeah. who are like, you know, if the chickens are happy, then the eggs are going to be yummier and, and taste better. And, and there's a little truth in that. We know that it's true, especially when we're direct recipients of it. So, um, so how wonderful to bring that sense of joy as a piece of aware, awareness and mindfulness to what we're doing. So cool. So we can do that with this trick that Denise is about to teach us too.
1: So I like to start this with um, with a quote from my favorite chef, Jamie Oliver. Mm. Real food doesn't have ingredients. Real food is ingredients. Mm-hmm. So when you think of it, you know, eating real food really is simple. It's not always easy. I understand that. But it is simple. You know, it's a tomato. It's a piece of, le- you know, a head of lettuce. It's a garlic, um, a head of garlic. Mm. Those are the real food; those are the 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 ingredients that you want to be eating on a regular basis. That you know those those fresh eggs and the uh, the lean meats and 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 fish. So, traffic light bites is an interesting concept and something that um, I've actually interestingly have known about probably my entire life uh, without actually understanding it and uh, understanding what it was that i was that i was doing so traffic light bites is the concept obviously like a stop light green is good yellow is okay slow down let's think about this and red is hold on a minute mm. let's stop and mm-hmm. rethink so a traffic light bite a green light food are your apples and your all of your veggies and your fruits, all of those things that basically grow in the ground or on a tree. Mm. So those are foods that you can eat pretty much all the time. Um, they're, you know, they're not too high in calorie. They're not too high in fat. So, and, and, but they are full of nutrition and the, you know, the, the nutrients that you really need, macronutrients and micronutrients, which are the little ones that we don't think about, you know, the vitamin C and the vitamin, um, K and all of these other vitamins that our body needs that, you know, you don't go to the supermarket going, okay, I need a little bit of vitamin C here. Yeah. (laughs) Not typically what we're doing. We're like, I need oranges.
0: Yes. So
1: the oranges have the vitamin C. So when you're eating the real food, you don't actually have to think about those vitamins and minerals that mm. your body needs because it's in the food. So those are your green light foods. And those are so simple. Those are the ones that are on the outsides of the, uh, the perimeter of the supermarket. So really mm. easy peasy to find. Right. Going into yellow light foods, they're still foods that you can eat pretty much every day. And then, um, sorry, yeah. something just fell off my desk. Oh. <laughs> Out the I saw her together. get
0: distracted for a second. Yeah. Sorry <laughs> She's about that. No problem. Cool.
1: So, yellow light foods are those foods that, again, you can eat every day. They are higher in calories, they're higher in fat. And so, I'm not a big fan of calorie counting, mm. but When you look at traffic light bites, it it all kind of works out because if you're eating this way, you Mm -hmm. will, um, you don't have to worry so much about the calories, but now yellow light foods are, you know, your chicken breast, um, your whole grains and, and pastas again, they're, you know, they have tons of nutrient nutrition, but they are higher in something, whether it's fat carbs or, um, um, even some too much protein. I mean, you can actually get too yes, much protein. Yes,
0: right. Okay, and, and they, then of course. Do, uh, a quick question. So, like, just like, to help people understand too, like, part of this is because these are they're harder to burn off, right? They, yeah. So they stay in our bodies longer and create more fat, right? Okay, got it.
1: Yeah, and, and but these are the foods that also, you know, they 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 um, the, these are the satiating foods. Yeah,
0: they are. These are the foods we still need that them. Keep you fuller yeah. longer. Mm-hmm.
1: And so when you're fuller longer, you don't crave things. You're not mm-hmm. hungry an hour after you've eaten. Mm-hmm. So, so they're good foods, but you don't want to have, you know, if, if you're going to have a chicken breast, um, at, you know, for a meal, you want to have a chicken breast. You don't want to have four. Right. So, the, so right. those are the things like, you know, yeah. again, it's, it, there's a little bit of mindfulness there. Yes. It may taste really good. But at some point you have to kind of say, okay, I don't really need four chicken breasts. I need one and move forward. Right. And again, these are, these are kind of the bulk. I think these are really the bulk of most people, uh, most of us, that's the bulk of our diet is those, those yellow light foods um, and a little less of the the green light foods, where I really, I'm a proponent of more green light. Yeah. Foods.
0: We think of like veggies on the side, right? We have like a big piece of meat if we're meat eaters, right? And um, and then veggies on the side. And I apologies to all the vegetarian listeners out there and vegan listeners, because you're like, no, that's not how I eat, right? And I understand uh, and thank you. But yeah, <laughs> so many of us, so really yeah. When
1: we think of it, it really, you know, I really am a big proponent of, of the flip side. You know, the big part of your meal are your green light foods. Yeah. And then, you know, you kind of have a side of animal protein. Yeah. Because when you think of it, realistically, none of us need more than a fistful of, so my fist. And my fist is going to be smaller than, you know, a man who's six foot tall. Right, right. His fist is going to be different. So really, the amount of protein we need at a a meal is just this much. That's Mm -hmm. it. And that's, for me, it's about four ounces, between four and five ounces. So- I can't go to a meal and have a 10 ounce steak. Yeah. That's two meals, that's two meals for me.
0: <laughs> yes. Right.
1: So at again, least. there's, that's kind of where the mindfulness piece comes in again. Mm-hmm. It's just being aware is okay. Well, I usually eat four ounces at a time. This is 10 ounces. I'll just cut it and put, you know, bring some home Yes, for another meal. i mm-hmm. have it for another meal. Um, so those are your yellow light foods. And then of course the red light foods, This is your, these are the Twinkies and the fast food joints. Um, you know, all of this stuff that's really heavily processed that I kind of call it the food stuff kind Mm. of looks like food, but not exactly food, um, you know, the, the, the cream that they put inside a Twinkie is one of these things like it can last 20 years. <laughs> right.
0: What and... is it? Right.
1: <clears throat> Partially well, you, cement. <laughs> you make cream at home. And, and, and even if you put it in yeah. the fridge three days later. It right. That's right. So all of the processed foods are those red light foods. Now, again, they're stop and think about it. Do you really need to have the McDonald's burger?
0: Yeah.
1: Or is there a better choice? Sometimes there's not. Uh, Mark and I were, uh, my husband Mark and I were on a trip a couple of years ago, and whenever we travel, I bring I, I bring uh, bars and, and snacks, all the, you know, healthy snacks, and so we'd been gone for about 10 days, so we had depleted our stash of healthy snacks, and we had gotten to the airport in Tokyo. We weren't even in the big big section of the airport. We were kind of like in the the other terminal, and there was... <laughs> One place to get food, and it was yeah. like a de- I guess it was like a death profession <clears throat> that's what okay. it kind of looked like mm-hmm. to me, or a fast or a um, like a quick trip or 7-Eleven mm-hmm. type of place. The only thing that they had that looked like I could understand, like I, I couldn't even tell what a lot of other stuff yeah, was, right? I kid you not, was a bologna sandwich. <laughs> oh no, yeah, <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, I don't eat processed meat, okay, but I'm hungry, right? And right. That's my option, right? Right. So you know, yes, it's a red light food because again, it's processed meat, but that was the option at the time.
0: Yeah. So, well, well, hello, so- upper middle class food desert, right? I mean, like, because we we all have these moments. You know, we definitely can have these moments, and and then you you do have to, like you say, then you go to some survival, but but we can. Okay, tell me more. <laughs>
1: So, you know, red light foods are, they're not foods that I say you can't ever have them again, but they are things that you need to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really am a big proponent of planning and preparing planning, prioritizing and and, and preparing. I'm a big fan of that, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, knowing what your week looks like, you know, if you have a lot of, uh, if you're going to be traveling, if you're going, if you have a lot of meetings, Um, I know yesterday I had back to back to back meetings and I thought, oh, my God, I have 15 minutes to go grab something to eat um, before the next meeting. And sure, I could have just grabbed, you know, if I had it in the house, I could have grabbed something really quick. Um, But instead I had um, I had soup, Uh, can of soup, you know, healthy soup. And there we go. It was full of veggies. It was satisfying. Um, yeah, and thick. There a, yeah, there was a there's a bag of chips. I could have had a bag of chips and cheese. Yeah. Right. Which,
0: and hungry, you know,
1: right, and then you would have been hungry,
0: right? And then you would have been hungry right after. Yeah, right.
1: right. right. So the, the 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 red light foods have a place. Like I said, I always kind of think it's like the supplements. Okay. You know, they could just kind of like fill in little gaps here mm-hmm. and there. Mm-hmm. And so again, you know the the Twinkies. I haven't had a Twinkie, in I don't even know how many years. But if you like Twinkies, and you know what, you've been eating, and I say 80, 20, if you're eating green and yellow light foods, 80 to 90% of the time, it's okay to have the Twinkie, but if you're going to have the Twinkie, enjoy it. Yeah. And then move on. And
0: then no guilt, on. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And then move on. Because I think what happens with the red light foods, the red light foods are actually made for you to crave more and more of them. Mm. That's all of the stuff, the processing, uh, yes. the processed foods. And they actually have food scientists. And I remember this when I was in college. It was really a big, uh, a, kind of a new up and coming thing mm. with food science is how much fat, how much salt, how much sweet sugar mm. do they put in, say, a chip? Okay. To make you crave the chip when a serving might be 10 chips, Mm. when you eat the whole bag. Why do you eat the whole bag?
0: Yeah.
1: They've programmed you basically to do that because of the way they've processed the food, the way they've made it.
0: That's a really important thing for, I think, all listeners to really like grasp is this whole concept that part of food processing is engineering human emotion. That's a really, really important piece of this, Denise. Right, it yeah. is
1: absolutely a huge part of it. Because let's be real, we we don't. I mean, who thinks of that when they're grabbing a bag of chips? Right. They're thinking, oh, I'm hungry. Or, oh, I love these chips. Yeah. Why do you
0: love them? Why do you yeah. love those chips? Right. Yeah. So think, oh man. Yeah,
1: so so you know, kind of getting back to the plan, prioritize and prepare is know ahead of time what you've got going on during the week if you're somebody who has you know kids at home you got a lot more going on than i do i have (laughs) my husband it's just the two of us so we don't have that extra stuff happening yeah so what what's going on plant you know plant know what's what what you have to do all week long so if you have to plan your meals okay even if you've just gone to the store and say okay Monday night, we're going to have chicken. Tuesday night, we're going to have meatloaf. And, and you plan that out. Um, but then you kind of look and say, okay, let's prioritize this week. You know, I can throw some chicken on the grill real quick. That's going to be a meal for a busy day. The meatloaf, that's going to be a day that I'm going to be working from home. Mm. So that's where that planning and prioritizing piece comes in. And then, of course, there's the preparation, um, making the food and um even sometimes, even if it's just chopping veggies, um, that is so much quicker than when you get home and go, Oh, okay. I have all these veggies in the pantry or in the refrigerator. What am I going to do with them?
0: Yes. Right. If they're
1: chopped up. It, all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I have yes. chopped up, um, red peppers. Ah, let's make a quick stir fry or, Oh, I can make, you know, a really quick mess. Yes. Recipe dish that's very
0: smart cover. yeah that's very right. smart that's one thing i loved so my mother processes her veggies when she gets home. It's part of her shopping experience she and when i say processing for her is different it's actually like mm-hmm. chopping the veggies and putting things in like sealed bags and like measuring things out you know and she's i mean she's obviously quite a planner right but um so and she's not always planning all of her cooking and her meals she did not grow up cooking but she is in her retirement learning how to eat real food right because she was a child of the 1950s where it was like the housewife can save right all of this time by just you know serving sliced bread or whatever and so and and then some and so um so when she had children it was everything was processed everything was you know fish sticks and mac and cheese everything came from a box for us you know it was in canned veggies I didn't know what fresh spinach was I still remember having a co-worker over for dinner once when I was like 30 and newlywed and I was like oh come here I'm gonna make spinach and something something I can't remember what else I said spinach and beans or something and she was like that sounds delicious I would love to come over and so I served her canned spinach and oh. she was pushing it around I know look at your face she was pushing <laughs> it around her plate and she was trying to be polite and then I was like do you not do you not like that and she was like She put her fork down and she was like, I just have never had this spinach from a can and it's not pleasing me. And I was like, I literally was like, how else does it come? (laughs) I was like, I was 30 years old and I was like what is spinach not in a can like? And then I hadn't realized I was walking past it at the grocery store constantly. I mean, that was like mind blown, mind blown. Right. But so I love everything you're saying about this because we, you know, that may seem like a lot to do, but we can baby step our ways into it. I I stopped myself before because I knew you were going to go into planning and I was like, she's going to say this so much better. Right. And we can baby step our way into this. So, um, I'm going to take one last break and then let's start to give listeners some ideas for how they can mindfully bridge themselves from where they are to where they want to be. Listeners, thank you so much for listening to Tune In radio for your mind, body, and soul. We are at 103.1 FM in Valparaiso, Indiana, your local community station. You can reach the station with any questions or kudos at 219-476-9000. That is, of course, in the U.S. area code. Our show is underwritten in part by Kiki Productions, Inc. Communications Coaching, teaching exercises to help you cycle out of fight or flight in the moment. With a mission to create individual harmony to add peace to the world, Kiki Productions Inc.'s philosophy is, when you are confident, focused, and authentic with your message, you are a magnet to those you wish to attract. So share the love at CoachKiki.com. I am your host, Keila Parkinson, and today we are speaking with Denise Stiegel, who is a health and wellness coach at LivingHealthyList.com and also on her YouTube channel where she interviews other people and teaches all this great, great stuff. And you can be a part of the healthy living list or the living healthy list. I apologize. You can be a part of the living healthy list uh, and you can learn all kinds of amazing things. And, and as Denise has said, the people who are there, who are on the list to uh, help others, they have been vetted. They are, they share these great principles um, and you can connect to them directly and ask questions, right? Without having to subscribe to everything and, and really just be empowered. So Denise has said that she draws from personal experience, that her platform truly engages, educates, and empowers women to live this lifestyle with ease. And I love that. So that's a great segue into how can we baby step into becoming planners and preparers and making some healthier choices instead of just grabbing the convenient thing off of the grocery store shelf?
1: Great question. I think the first thing, first and foremost, is we just have to decide, make the decision. You know what? I want to live healthier. I want to eat healthier. And by making that decision, you've all, you're already halfway there. Truly, you're already halfway there. And I think to start with is adding some more vegetables mm. to your meals. When you go, I'm a really big fan of writing down a shopping list. Um, I never go to a supermarket without one because then you just start putting things into your basket. So a little bit of planning goes a long way. Write your shopping list down and have an idea what you might want to cook if you're going to cook. Sometimes I'm, I'm I think sometimes it's OK to, you know, do a semi cooked meal at the supermarkets. You can find um, roasted rotisserie yeah. chicken. You can find some, you know, some proteins that are already prepared that all you have to do is add more veggies to it. And, you know, maybe a grain or a legume, uh, a.k.a. bean. Um <laughs> People look at me, what does it say, legume? It's not really a a word we use very
0: often.
1: (laughs) So truly to, just to to start one, to to decide that you want to eat healthier and then to add some additional vegetables to your meal. I think a lot of times what happens is people will kind of make that decision, I want to eat healthier. And then the very next meal they they prepare, they're going, huh, you know what? I really don't have a lot of vegetables here. You know, I have a little piece of broccoli and that's kind of boring. But once you start adding more color, more different different veggies to that meal, all of a sudden, food is more interesting. And yeah. I think that's part of it. Um, color, you know, we love color. I mean, I love color. I have this beautiful painting. Yes, I you do. A friend of mine made for me.
0: It's gorgeous. And,
1: you know, you know we eat with our eyes. So mm. when you have a plate full of beautiful, colorful vegetables, um, it really does kind of spark your interest and go, oh, I, you know, I want to try this. This is more interesting. And um, so I think that's really a good place to start and a little bit more. And with your shopping list, you know, walk around before you even start picking things up, walk around the perimeter of your supermarket. You'll see the veggies and the fruits, the um, the fresh cheeses and the milk and the seafood, the the um, the butcher aisle uh, Bypass the deli. But all of those things <laughs> that really are. Those real foods start there. And then what I end up doing is, you know, if I need beans, they're down an aisle. I know that. When mm-hmm. I go down the bean aisle, I don't mm-hmm. go down the chip aisle to find the beans.
0: Yes, yes. Bypassing these aisles, right? It's unless I'm throwing like a kid's birthday party, I am never in that aisle with the chips and the sodas. I mean, like, okay, you know what? I'm going to hold myself accountable because we went through a big phase where I was having like a little, those baby cans of Coke that have come out. <laughs> Um, last summer, not this summer, but last summer, I started this habit where that was like my afternoon coffee. And it became a very fast habit. I mean, really fast. And then it was a difficult thing to get out of. And I did it the wrong way. I'm going to share this too. I did it the wrong way because I did a whole lot of like denying myself. I didn't substitute. I didn't, you know, I didn't try to walk it off or whatever, you know. And, and, And since I've made that switch... I'm back to, cause, and the good part too, is I will say, it was like an end cap thing. I could just reach in there and not be down the aisle, but I do have to, I'm going to call myself on that because I, <laughs> I was in that aisle for a while
1: there. <laughs> no, and, yeah. and you know, and I think, and it's something that, that makes, makes a, uh, I'd like to make this point too. You can only make this decision for you. Mm-hmm. You can't make the decision for your partner or your spouse, your wife or your husband um, to a degree you can your kids because yeah. you're cooking for them. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. True. Espe- depending on their
1: ages. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But for mm-hmm. the most part, you have to make a decision yeah. for you mm-hmm. because I will say, you know, I actually do go down the soda aisle. Okay. My husband drinks caffeine free diet Coke. Okay. I don't drink soda. Mm-hmm. Um, not never. I mean, I have yeah. one here and there, you know, on, a, on an occasion, um, but it's not something that's part of my regular diet. Um, so... You know he's a grown man. He can make those decisions for himself, and so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with him about it. It's not worth it. You know he's made his decision, and that's great. I made my decision to drink you know more water and and, yeah. a, and tea. I drink a lot of tea. Okay. I mean I'm English. We drink a lot. Yeah, of tea. that's right. <laughs> so I think that's that's another thing because that actually takes a lot of stress and a lot of pressure off of of you trying to eat better. It's about you. Once you start making better choices and you're, you're preparing foods, maybe everybody else kind of will come on board a little bit at a time. So truly make the decision <coughs> me. and be concerned about what you can do for you and then let everybody else follow along.
0: That's awesome. I love that. These are these are great baby steps because as you said at the top of our show, when we have this sense of wonder and curiosity, right, then we're more open to things. And it's sort of like, well, how can I solve this problem, right? Well, right. Didn't you have some opening question about that too, like about like finding that sense of wonder of like, how could that be? I, can't, I think you were sharing that in one of your episodes.
1: Yeah. So in the beginning of uh, the the wonder series, you know, I asked, you know, what, have you ever wondered what... Your life would look like if Mm. you thought differently, if you acted differently, if you made different decisions based on some new knowledge, and we have to be open and curious about that. What would your life be like if you wondered and made those changes? How could you live that healthy, happy life with ease? just by wondering about those questions and finding the answers that work for you.
0: These are great questions for our listeners to ponder today. I love that you're asking these questions, right? We can do this with a sense of wonder. This is so good. Uh, we had talked about this idea of maybe if there was some time in the show, we might lead listeners through a mindfulness exercise of mindful eating. So uh, before I, am, I think I am going to go ahead and just add that in. But before I get to that, I want to uh, check in with you and just say, is there anything we haven't covered that you would love our listeners to know today? Oh gosh, um,
1: <laughs> there's so much when it comes to when it comes to a healthy lifestyle. It's more than what you eat. It obviously it's important. But it really does encompass what you eat, your sleep, your exercise, mm. um, your mindset. And mindfulness is such a big part and encompassing part of all of those. Mm-hmm. So when you're ready to make that those changes, pick one, start there, baby steps.
0: Yeah, with that sense of curiosity and wonder. I just love that so much. Okay, so uh, listeners... Uh, this is the part where if you are not in the car, if you uh, or maybe if you are in the car, like, you know, if you have like a can of peanuts next to you that you keep in the console or something, right? Um, but if you are somewhere where you can grab especially a box of raisins, this is such a fun thing to do. And if you have kiddos with you, pass out the boxes of raisins. This is such a fun thing. I. This is um, it's a it's a technique that is great for people of all ages and um. I like to call it the raisin game because I can teach this to kiddos in this way. It's so fun, to the raisin game. Denise, I don't think we didn't we didn't plan this really ahead. We just talked about it sort of before we broadcast, and so uh, I don't think you have anything with you, and and I um, I don't have anything right next to me. But we're going. You and I are going to imagine that we pretend. have something. We're going to pretend, and so listeners, you know, we know our brain sometimes does not know the difference between you know, a memory, um, a, a future thought, or what's happening in front of us. So if you do not have a raisin or something small that you can, then bite-sized you can use for your food, then you can pretend along with Denise and me. We're going to go through what I call the raisin game. And so ideally, you would grab here your little box of raisins, and you might look at your little box of raisins, and you might shake, 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 and boy, I wish I had grabbed a box because that would be such a good sound effect right now. Shake, shake, shake your little box of raisins, right? Think about that, yeah. And you might even smell the box, right? You look at the color, you look at the brand, you look at the packaging, you you just notice and observe it. And you practice getting into that observational state of mind where you're not dissecting it, you're just, isn't that interesting? isn't that curious? Isn't that something to wonder about? And you just let it be and you sort of just observe. And then you just flip open that little box lid and you take out one tiny raisin. You feel in your hand this tiny little raisin. You look at this little raisin. It's so much to wonder about all the wrinkles and the shading and the different colors in a raisin. When I imagine a raisin, I think it's brown. And when I look at a real raisin in my hand, I notice the whites and the purples and the grays and, you know, sometimes like the uh, the other colors, the yellows and oranges that come and how the raisin has dried and how this raisin is. And you see all these grooves and lands and valleys and hills, this amazing little microcosm of the landforms of our planet. So fascinating. Eventually, you smell that little raisin, and you you notice this smell. Right, Denise and I are pretending to smell our raisin. You can really smell this fragrance. I always think of raisins as not really having a smell. They're sort of like this dead thing, right? But they're they're still they're still this wonderful organic thing, and they do have a very rich smell, very earthy smell, and a very sweet smell. But it's not only sweet. So again, complexity. And layers to wonder about. And eventually, you just at the tip of your tongue taste this raisin. Tasting our raisin right now, together. We're tasting our raisin, and we can feel the sweet. We can actually put it on different parts of our tongue and see, you know, is there are parts of it with the flavor palette, right? And we can place that raisin in our mouth and just roll it around our tongue. And again, feel those lands and grooves. And isn't it interesting to taste it and smell it and feel it all in our mouth right at that moment? And the juiciness of it is we eventually just take one bite and there's an explosion of flavor from one raisin. This thing we normally gulp by the handful. And then we might chew and swallow our raisin, but we do it with several bites, with breathing, with pauses, with noticing this raisin. And then we swallow and we feel our raisin going down our digestive system. And we just sit with our raisin for a moment. And then, as Denise has shared, we can decide if we want another raisin. Okay, what do you think of
1: that? (laughs) Wow, that's great. No, that's awesome. I love that. It was so funny when we were thinking about that. I was thinking about the raisin and... You know, and the sweetness of yeah. a raisin. And it's amazing how, when you start to change your your diet, like changing and eating more real foods, that raisin will be so sweet. Oh, yes. When and it's you'll not, say, you know, yeah. I've never tasted a raisin like this That's before. That's right. That's right. And I love that
0: when we take the sugar out, right? Then all of a sudden our fruits and vegetables are delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're not being compromised let's right. stop gaslighting our immune systems, right? <laughs> <laughs> Denise Stigal, it has been so fun chatting with you. I really appreciate this. Thank you so much. Uh, please tell listeners one last time where they can reach out to you.
1: Sure. Hi, everyone. Please uh, reach out to me. If you have any questions about anything that we talked about today, anything when it comes to your health and wellness, uh, you can find uh, me at livinghealthylist.com. And from there, you can um, connect with me right through the website.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much again, and we will see you later, meditators.
1: Thanks, Keila.